Welcome to the Dream Job System, the only podcast that provides proven tangible strategies to help you land a job you love without traditional experience and without applying online. Get ready to level up your job search with your host, Austin Belsack. Hey, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Dream Job System podcast. I'm your host, Austin Belsack, and today we're going to talk about a networking trick that you can use if you think cold email is terrifying. So that's something that I totally relate to and I totally get. Networking, building relationships can be kind of terrifying, especially when you have to email total strangers and try to build a relationship with them. That is just not in many of our comfort zones. And I totally get that. So before you jump right to that, which can feel like a big leap, let's try something else instead. Rather than reaching out to total strangers, let's start with the people in our network. Now, I know this may sound obvious, and a lot of you have probably done that, right? When you're looking for a job or you're looking to make a change or get advice, we go to the people that we know in our network. But I actually think that you have more people in your immediate network than you may remember or you may have immediately thought of. So for me, at least, it's always helpful to have a list of folks in front of me so I can scan through it and I can say, oh, yeah, I totally forgot about that person. Or, you know, I haven't talked to them in a couple of years, but I think they might be willing to help me. I think when you do that, you'll find that your meaningful network, your immediate network will expand drastically and you'll have many, many more opportunities because truthfully, these people, even if we haven't spoken to them in a while, these people that we have pre-existing relationships with can lead to some of the best opportunities because that relationship is already there in some capacity. So you don't have to build it from scratch. Now, how do we get that list? How do we know who these people are without doing a ton of work? Well, the good news is LinkedIn has made this super, super easy for us. So what you can actually do is download all of your first connections. And in some cases, you'll actually see their emails in this sheet. So here's how you do it. The first thing that you're going to do is head to LinkedIn and just go right to the homepage. Now, if you look in the upper right-hand corner of the screen, you're going to see the little me icon, which is basically your profile picture. So you're going to click on that. And then in the submenu, there should be an option called settings and privacy. So that's where you're going to go next. Then under privacy, there's a section called how LinkedIn uses your data. And within that section, you're actually able to download all of your data from LinkedIn. And your connections are a part of this, but there's so much more that you can download as well. So feel free to poke around if you're interested. I will say the more data you download, the longer it takes. So if you're short on time or you just don't care about the rest of that stuff, you can actually choose to just download your connections. So it may take you know 10 or 15 minutes and LinkedIn will let you know when the, the download or the export is ready. And when it is, you will have an entire spreadsheet that has all of your first connections on it. Now, LinkedIn gives people the option to share their personal email or not. And many people have turned that off, but some people haven't. So you actually may be able to get personal emails or at least the email they use to sign up for LinkedIn right from this spreadsheet for many of your first connections. And for the ones where you can't find their email, you can use our free tool, mailscoop.io, or you can just message them on LinkedIn. So what you're going to do first is scan through this entire list of first connections. And what you're looking for are people that are in your meaningful network that you feel like you could reach out to. Now, the one thing I'll say here is a lot of us might go through that process and we might exclude a lot of people simply because we haven't talked to them in a while and you don't know how to engage with them. You don't want it to be awkward. You don't want to feel like it's transactional. If that's the case and that's the only reason you're not going to reach out to them, I want you to keep them on the list because we're going to talk about that in just a second. 
But essentially, I want you to go through line by line all of your first connections. And when you find somebody who you know doesn't fit, just remove them. So you can actually right click on the row, you can delete the row. And once you go through line by line, at the end, you should have a list of all of the connections in your meaningful network that you feel comfortable reaching out to, uh, at least with a little bit of help from me. So once we have that list, what we're going to do next is we're going to send either an email or a LinkedIn message with three parts. So first, we're going to lead with a personal note. Second, we're going to make a specific ask with a call to action. And third, we're going to add my favorite, an exit clause to remove a bit of the pressure. So here's an example of what that might look like. Let's say we have a connection named Amari and we haven't spoken to them in a while since, you know, before the pandemic, let's say. Our message might start like this. Hi, Amari. It's been a while. How are you and Sarah holding up? Did you escape New York City or did you ride it out for the past few months? Either way, I hope you're safe. I know this message is out of the blue, but I wanted to reach out because I'm in the market for a transition. I'm specifically targeting UX roles at large agencies like Agency X or Agency Y. If you know of anyone who might be good to speak with, I'd be grateful for any connections. I know this is a big ask, so no pressure and no worries if it's too much. Either way, be well and send the best to the family. So let's dissect that message a little bit. Right up front, we are sharing a little bit of a personal anecdote. So we're saying hi to the person, we're calling out that it's been a while, and then we're asking him a personal question. You know, how are you and Sarah holding up? And did you stay in the same place or did you leave it during the pandemic? Just checking in, right? So that can open the conversation and warm things up a little bit. Next, we make a specific ask. And what I mean by specific is that we tell this person specifically what we're looking for. So a lot of job seekers make the mistake of just making a broad ask, like, I'm in the market for a new role. Do you know of any opportunities? Or I'm looking to just get into this industry. Do you know of anybody who I could talk to, right? Instead, we want to get really specific. So in this case, we're saying I'm targeting user experience roles at these specific agencies, agencies X or agency Y. So if you know of anybody, I'd be grateful for any connections. So we're specifically telling them, here's the role I'm looking for. Here are the types of companies. And then we're also not putting the pressure on them to do anything for us. We're not specifically asking them for a referral. Instead, what we're doing is saying, hey, do you know if there's anybody that might be good to speak with? And the good part about that is it's much easier for somebody to make an introduction to another person than it is for them to just refer us right out of the blue if we haven't spoken to them, right? So that is a little bit of a lower or easier ask to make than just going right for the judge. And if they do want to refer you, they will definitely bring that up. Then finally, we have the exit clause. So we're saying, you know, I know this is a big ass, no pressure, no worries if it's too much. Either way, you know, be well and send the best to the family. So we're basically saying, hey, I know this is a big ask. I know we haven't spoken in a while. If that's too much, that's totally okay. And that tends to actually improve response rates because you're being empathetic to the person on the other side. So instead of just going out there and cold emailing a bunch of random strangers to start, Let's look at your immediate network and let's actually go deeper there. And let's see if there are people that you've overlooked or that you've forgotten about or people you've remembered, but you didn't know how to engage with. Take the time to go through that list, download those connections from LinkedIn, and then send them this message. And I promise you, you're going to get a lot of bites. And again, you already have that pre-existing relationship with these people. So these can turn into some real opportunities very quickly. If somebody's looking for a job and they have an extremely tight turnaround, this is always the strategy I go to first for that reason. 
So that's it for today. I hope this was helpful. I hope this helps you dip your toe in the networking waters, if you will. If you found this helpful or if you found any of the advice in recent episodes helpful, we always appreciate a rating and review on Apple. Those ratings help boost our visibility for the podcast. They help more people get this advice and we are always grateful for them. They take like five seconds to do. So if you're willing, if you're feeling generous uh, and don't mind leaving us a review, we're very grateful for that. But as always, we're grateful for you listening and we'll see you in the next episode of the podcast. Thank you.